Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Okay, let's talk about the Browns. Colin right here on FSR. And, uh, you know, oftentimes he's setting the agenda for what people are talking about in sports across the country. A lot about Baker Mayfield. And I find it interesting that the Browns, who have two losses versus the undefeated Arizona Cardinals, if you look at this line, it says Browns are the better team. Yeah, the undefeated Arizona Cardinals, three-point underdogs at the Cleveland Browns. A lot of weather expected, and this line opened under three, money coming in on the Browns, or at three, money coming on the Browns. Why is, why, why is Vegas lower on the Cardinals than the public? Well, I think undefeated, that big zero in the loss column, has uh, a lot of fans have a visceral reaction to that. And I think at some point that's very, very meaningful. Obviously, when the Patriots were 16 and 0 or 18 and 0 going in the Super Bowl, that was very meaningful. When you're 5 and 0 and you had a game against Minnesota that was a, you know, coin toss, so you can make the case they were underdogs late in that game. There's cause for skepticism. Now, Barney at the bar, he doesn't like nuance. He likes simple things. And he sees that zero and he overreacts. I think strength of schedule is a big part of it. Now, listen, let's give credit here. Arizona had a dominating performance against the Rams. Now, the Rams had played Tampa and dominated them. The week before. How much of a letdown was there? I don't know. But I'm actually not as big of a skeptic on Arizona as others. I think they're, and I've got my power rankings I just finished for this week, and we can go over those um, and see where Arizona fits. But AJ, let me ask you from the fans' perspective as a batter, what do you see? as where Arizona fits in the mix. I'm skeptical on Arizona. Uh, I, I have them in the top 10, but not much better than that. Fezzik and I talked earlier today. He's got them sitting at seven, uh, four points better than an average team, and two and a half points worse than the best team. I don't know if I'm quite there. The Rams' performance, obviously, is the outlier. To me, that's a really impressive showing by the by the Cardinals. But outside of that, I don't know that I'm a, a firm believer in this team yet. I think wow. this is going to be a real test for him. I mean, first off, the outlier of beating one of the best teams in the league handily, for every team that's an outlier, right? There's no team that's going to do that and then they're doing that every week because you don't even play that level of competition. If you look at strength of schedule, DVOA, Arizona's 23rd, Cleveland's 24th. So, which Cleveland being 24th doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Let's think about that a second. They played Kansas City, they played the Chargers, and they they got one of the the eight worst strength of schedules in the league. Yeah, they've played the Texans, Bears, and Vikings are their other three. I mean, the Bears and the Vikings. Those are middle of the road teams. The Texans obviously bad. Maybe yeah. the maybe the Chiefs. Maybe the whatever algorithm is doing this doesn't. Well, this is football outsiders. Does it account for the actual win loss record of the Kansas City Chiefs? No. See, that's the interesting thing is is what they're accounting for is how good they consider the team to be. But let's just say this, Cleveland. And there's going to be different strength of schedules. There's different ways to go about it. Some use Vegas numbers. Some use like Football Outsiders, what they do. Um, 
do me a favor. Uh, go look at PFF and uh, in their power rankings, and they've got the uh, and the key here is you got to look at uh, up to this point, looking backwards versus looking forward. We we just went to backwards for these two teams. Now, in my power rankings, I've actually got Arizona tied as the fourth best team. So we got Tampa Bay number one, Buffalo number two, Baltimore number three. And Baltimore's only about two tenths of a point above Arizona and Kansas City tied for fourth. Now, Green Bay is two tenths of a point behind them. Rams are a little behind them. Now, I think a lot of people would disagree with the Rams. Uh, being, not being better than Arizona, though they got beat by them. I think a lot of people are going to say Dallas should be right there. And I think we just got to admit something here. If the market is saying, hey, Cleveland should be favored by three, maybe Cleveland should be ahead of Arizona. I don't think so. And what I do is, just to be clear, I take... Uh, let me see. One, two, three, four, five. I take five different power rankings that I very much respect each of them and do a blend. So there's, you know, when I look at those power rankings, Arizona is second and one, fifth and one, ninth and one, fifth and one, and seventh and one. So it kind of blends out to, you know, four or five. I. I think the flaw of Arizona is, and maybe what we're seeing this week is an example of this, because what we know is Kyler Murray took a pretty big hit last week, and there was talk that he was shook up. Last year, when Arizona started the first half of the year pretty strong, they got really cold to finish the year. One of their only wins was that Hail Mary against Buffalo, and a lot of that had to do with Kyler Murray being banged up. He still played, but he wasn't willing to run the ball because he was hurt, and he didn't want to, you know, he didn't want to aggravate the injury or whatever the case. He didn't have the mobility, and boy, that changed his game. My gut feeling is the injury situation with Kyler Murray. Uh, and the uncertainty of that is somewhat driving Cleveland being a clear favorite here. Yeah, I think that's part of it. I also think the weather is a part of it. Apparently, there's going to be heavy winds in Cleveland, which obviously leads to a power running game being beneficial. Cleveland, the best running football team in the NFL per PFF. So there, there's some some advantages to to playing that game there in Cleveland. We saw several serious weather games for Cleveland last year. They ended up being lower scoring games. So What's the actual forecast? The, the the forecast is gusts up to forty miles an hour. Okay, there's nothing that affects scoring more. And, and I see something here now too. If you're going to have to run the ball, who has the biggest advantage in the NFL? Tennessee and who? Cleveland. Cleveland. So I agree, and I I think that this is a situation when you have a small quarterback and. He's like five foot eight. I don't know if you know that. And arm, I mean, not that he got a weak arm, but boy, it feels like this is, if this is a game played like it's in the 70s, meaning not 70 points, but the 1970s, I think advantage Cleveland. 
and that's the kind of game that the weather could lead it to be. So I, I do think Cleveland is the right side here, given the weather, and also given the fact oh, that... Oh, hold on, hold on. Right side? So what should the line be? Because, like, for you got to think it should at least be three and a half just to start the you know, to lay one ten. You got to think it should be three and a half. I think three and a half is probably fair. Whoa, whoa! All right. I mean, how much are you accounting? What would the line be if the weather was neutral? I think it would probably be two and a half. No, no, I'm not asking you what you think the market would be. I'm oh. asking you what you think the line should be. What the, what the line should be? Yeah. I'd say probably two and a half. Okay, so you consider this to move from two and a half to three and a half is gigantic. Huge. Yeah. And you think the weather has that big of an influence? I think if this game were playing in a dome, two and a half is probably the right side. Or, or, the, right or, or the right number. But this weather is such a swing to the style of football that Cleveland wants to play that I think it makes a lot of sense that the line is pushed up to three. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Here's the question about Baker Mayfield to finish this topic. Here's the top teams in the league, and let's think about the quarterbacks that play for these teams. Tampa Bay. Pretty good. I think it's Tom Brady. Pretty good. Buffalo. Baltimore. Arizona. Kansas City. I see a trend. Green Bay. (laughs) The Rams. Dallas. That's my top eight. Not one even close to average quarterback. No. Okay. And, again, giving Kyler some credit for where he is right now. Then, the Browns, number nine. Then, the Saints, okay, question mark. But then, Seattle, Chargers. And then you got San Francisco, question mark. Minnesota, Tennessee. So, if you really look at it, the top, like, 16, 15, 16 teams, you got a question mark with San Fran, but they just traded three freaking picks to try to solidify. Will they? We'll see. Right? But they at least understood they were deficient and they rolled the dice. It, they could crap out. And Cousin Kyle might be, you know, doing a year at Fox. But, <laughs> but we'll see. But I'll tell you this right now. It's hard. Now, I'm going to quickly read the rest of the teams. So this is the bottom half of the league. And tell me who has good quarterbacks. New England, Denver, Pittsburgh, Raiders, Colts, Carolina, Cincinnati, Philadelphia, Chicago, Washington, Miami, Giants, Atlanta, Detroit, Jets, Houston, Jacksonville. It's almost like Raiders, Giants, Bengals are the only ones that I'd even make a, a slight uh, argument Giants for. Giants is just is Jones is emerging and maybe yeah. becoming a little above average. And again, I, I think the whole Burrow stuff is a lot on the come right now, right? I mean, he's fine, but he's average. Yeah. I mean, you about had a conniption fit when I he was ranked Mike Sando ranked in 14. Well, what I was saying is those are the only three guys that I would even say are average. Yeah. So, like, think about it. The top fifth, 16 teams all have good quarterbacks or great quarterbacks, with the exception of where's Baker fit. And obviously, where Winston fits. Okay, but remember, both of those are out of the top eight. So if you look at the top eight, all great quarterbacks: T- 
Tampa, Buffalo, Baltimore, Arizona, Kansas City, Green Bay, Rams, Dallas. And really, the only of, of after those eight teams that you just named, the only guys I would consider great quarterbacks, Russell Wilson, who's hurt, mm-hmm. and Justin Herbert, who's just outside that top eight, uh, or at least on that list. So, I, it, it, so it, of the ten great quarterbacks, in your opinion, it's one through eight, then it's 11 and 12. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Then let's look at the bottom eight. Washington, Miami, Giants, Atlanta, Detroit, Jets, Houston, Jacksonville. As of today, Matt Ryan, it's not five years ago, and Trevor Lawrence, ah, the same. It's not five years from now. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But it's not that for sure. So, literally, the and you could almost make the case those are the eight worst quarterbacks. It's close. Nothing else matters. Yeah. And you look at Miami, a team that everyone was strutting around. Anyone that was a Miami backer, and they were strutting around talking about how it's like, oh my gosh, look how smart they've been in the draft. Guess who shows up for no reason at all to get his grandstanding and hot dogging in? You, man. Just so much talk about the, the Dolphins. And then they had a chance at number three to say, we can take another quarterback. We can roll the dice again. But no, they didn't. And now what? I mean, Miami is 26th in the power rankings. And that might be optimistic. Now, flip side of that, they could have taken a chance with that third pick and drafted Trey Lance, and now they've got Trey Lance and Tua, and there's no good solution. Well, I don't. first of all, I don't think many other people would have taken Trey Lance at three. I think Mac Jones, maybe. Okay. But, um, I listen, when they write... This upsets McKenzie. But, oh, <laughs> earmuffs, McKenzie, earmuffs. <laughs> Cousin Kyle, he's upset. But w- what I would say is this, is... It strikes me that when the story is written about how that pick happened, remember, Adam Schefter does not get stuff wrong very often, does he? No. Okay. He comes out and says what he said, which was, Mac Jones is going to be the pick. And then weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks went by, and then they picked Trey Lance. But the interesting thing is they never said who was... They, they really were very evasive when talking about the process. But then, this is the key. About mm, three weeks ago, Schefter came out again and re-reported it and said, yes, that was who they had lined up, Mac Jones. Schefter doesn't double... Hey, even if he... Hey, he makes mistakes. Everyone does. He gets misled. But do you double down if you think you're misled? You brush it under the carpet, hope no one ever thinks about it again. Yeah, you don't want to draw attention to it, right? So, latest update, 19-mile-an-hour winds in Cleveland. AJ, what, what, what weather report? Are you, do, you got your, like, fing, do you like lick your finger and no. put it out and wonder what? I, I read it today before the podcast because Fez and I talked about it on our podcast that we did earlier today. And Don't let, listen, Fez loves these, these uh, red herrings on these games. He'll go down to, if it's going to be like... One time last year, it was 58 degrees, and he was saying it was going to be too cold for people. <laughs> I mean, like it was going to affect them. So sometimes you got to be careful. One thing that is important that I just got an update on is the the practice reports for this Cardinals uh, Browns game. Some serious concerns, maybe on on both sides. We talked about the the Cardinal sides. Kyler Murray again limited in practice mm. today. These are the DNPs for the Browns. Nick Chubb. 
Miles Garrett, Kareem Hunt, Jadavion Clowney, none of them participated in practice today. Clowney's hurt? Yes. No way. He's not 100%. <laughs> if That's you can crazy. believe it. Last thing about these teams is if you look at the distance point-wise between the number three team, I've got Baltimore, and the number eight team, Dallas, it's seven-tenths of a point. So there's Tampa Bay and Buffalo. Then there's about two points. And then there's a cluster. Baltimore, Arizona, Kansas City, Green Bay, Rams, Dallas. That's the tiers. Which team other than those eight? Go ahead. The Chargers. All right. The Chargers are a team that can win the Super Bowl in your mind. Yes. Any other team that's so you got nine teams. Is there any of these teams that can't win the Super Bowl? Tampa, Buffalo, Baltimore, Arizona, Kansas City, Green Bay, Rams, Dallas. I think Cleveland's the only other team I would put in there that can win the Super Bowl. Okay. So you say yes to Cleveland. No to the rest of the league. No to the, or no to the Saints. No to Seattle. No to San Francisco. No to Minnesota. Those are the better teams. Yes. No. No to New England. No to Tennessee. Yes. Okay. So you've got the Big Eight, Cleveland, and the Chargers. So you got ten of the thirty-two. It's funny. Fez gave McKenzie eight to one odds. McKenzie asked for the field. Those ten versus the field today. Wait a minute. It was those exact 10? Those exact 10. Because it's the top 10 in Fezzik's power rankings. He said, there's a line. These are the teams who can win it. These are the teams who can't. McKenzie asked, what were the odds on the field? Fezzik offered him 8-1. to McKenzie said, will you do a grand? Fezzik said, yes. And McKenzie said, I'll have to do some thinking on it. Yep. See, I, I don't like that at all. No, I, I might for, in for 20 bucks. I might, I might force him to bet the grand. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't like that. Like if you are, if you ask someone, hey, do you have an appetite for something? If they say yes, you've got to take it. That's what I told him. I was like, if you said, right. would you do a hundred on it? Okay, but you come out with well, a grand. whatever he said. Once he gets the yes, it's a bet. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Byer, and we have a brand new fantasy football podcast called "I Want Your Flex." Twice a week, every Tuesday and Friday, we come up with new episodes to not only look back at what happened, what you need to do at that minute, and also look ahead of what's coming up in the fantasy football world. That's right, Dan. Every week, we're going to scour the waiver wire to find the pickups to turbo boost your fantasy lineup, sits, starts, fantasy football players' rankings to get you ready to dominate the competition. Listen to I Want Your Flex with Mike Carmen and me, Dan Beyer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts the chicago bears and the green bay packers and historically the packers just so own the, the line series in this the the current line is four and a half packers aaron Rodgers' numbers against the packers or against the bears historically are ridiculous well, he's against the packers sometimes sometimes he, this, you know, this i think, I think the, the compliment threw you you t- take it a couple did, yeah. take a couple breaths come on take save that for after the show well you know i yeah <laughs> but anyway i i mean i know you don't give compliments but i tend to when i feel them your hair looks nice today rj Thank you. Okay. <laughs> We're straight out of Vegas. That's A.J. Hoffman, failed comedian. I'm R.J. Bell. It was funny. 
I <laughs> I knew him for a couple weeks. He didn't make me laugh one time, and then he told me he used to be a comedian. I'm like, huh? <laughs> but but he, he he you know he's good at football handicapping, especially college, which we're going to get to in a minute. But as you said, and I was skeptical, right? Mackenzie was quoting since 1916, the Bears were this, <laughs> and 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 Green Bay was that, and Green Bay was dominant, and then it was since Mike Ditka was coach, and it's like what? And then. Then they said, well, since Aaron Rodgers was playing, it's like, okay, I can start to see that. But here's the rationale. And Mackenzie grew up in Chicago. The rationale is this is a gigantic game for Green Bay. This is their rivalry. And for Chicago, not as much. And when you have that disparity, the team that's more motivated tends to do well. It's funny that that's the case because typically – when there's a one-sided rivalry, it's the the lesser franchise believes more in the rivalry than the greater franchise, and I don't think there's any question who the greater of those two franchises is. It take well, yeah, that's true. I mean, Lombardi Trophy, but like Indiana thinks Ohio State's a big rival. Ohio State doesn't even know Indiana plays football. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like Michigan, same kind of thing. <laughs> but I mean, listen, Indiana's won more than Michigan, I think, right? Against Ohio State. All right. <laughs> I mean, listen, we got nothing against the Harbaugh's. I mean, some people do. We don't. He smells. He looks like he smells. I'm not saying he smells. Mackenzie, why, who is then, in your mind, the biggest Bears rival, if it's not Green Bay? Probably themselves. It's just a city that likes to talk Probably about their, themselves. their coach and their quarterback. They don't, think about, they don't think about their rivals as much as complaining about the other teams. Tell me something else about your life. Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> I had to turn his mic off. He's I went, done. I wanted it. Yeah, he's done for the show. Only meta. They're having this Zen battle against themselves. Maybe they should be worried about their quarterback, though. He has played better. Justin Fields now injured. Uh, looks like he's a go for the game. Obviously, against the Browns, they were horrible, and Fields was as bad as you can get. What do you think? of his evolution since. I mean, it, it's he's certainly gotten better. The, the, everyone knows that the future... So from the worst ever. From, from his one net yard, he's gotten better. Yeah, so tell us something we don't know. I don't I don't know what to think of him yet. I, I mean, we haven't... Obviously, the, the ceiling on him seems to be high. The confidence around the football team seems higher. Like, the, the, the his teammates seem to believe in him more than they did Andy Dalton. But believing in your teammates when you're not a great football team doesn't make you a great football team. And I think right now the well, Packers are great. I don't think great's team. the question, right? The question is, could they maybe battle for a wild card? Could the Bears maybe be in that battle? That's the question. I would say no. Okay. So here's the stat that makes me think maybe we're wrong. Now, if we look at EPA, that's an efficiency stat. That's all you need to know. And you hear it a lot. And that's what like QBR is based on EPA. Expect the points added. And if you look at, you can eliminate plays in garbage time. Well, something I like to do is, because I believe that when the games are tight, tight, beginning of the game, when it's tied, when it's tied late, that teams that are the best play the best. Then, mostly, that's when they shine, right? In the times with the highest leverage, when the stakes are highest. If you look and say, how does a team do overall the entire game versus when their chance of winning is between 30% and 70%? So we're taking the middle 
uh, 40, right? And saying the middle 40% of if it's a tight game, so it's not extreme either way, most teams do pretty much how they do typically. There's only a couple teams that vary significantly. And one of the teams, in fact, the team that varies the very most is the Chicago Bears. They are three and a half points better when per game in the minutes when it's a tight game. So they're, if, if all there was, if all there was, was that time, the Bears would be, let's see here, 4.2. Now, this sounds shocking. The Bears would be the third best team in the NFL. <laughs> Think about that. Well, actually, fourth. So, in the middle, 40%, the Bears are the fourth best team in the NFL when the chance of winning the game is between 30% and 70%. That is unbelievable. That is unbelievable. 